let's dive into the news for this week. Um, got a couple of headlines here. So we'll actually get into some college football uh, discussion here. Um, but as we always do, let's start with the injury reports. Um, we'll just run straight through them um, and then talk about the ones that we need to, which we do have one that I know we, we're going to have some <laughs> some, some thoughts on. Um, Detroit running back DeAndre Swift has a shoulder injury. Um, don't know if that's going to keep him out, but he he's going to be managing that one. I think that they're looking to see if his labrum uh, – same thing with um, Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. He has a shoulder dislocation, uh, but they're looking at their labrums to make sure that they there's no structural – damage that they can't just pop it back in and have them back. Speaking from someone having a shoulder injury, you know how painful? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I sprained my shoulder. It's Do nasty. you understand how painful it is? It hurts. Man, <laughs> you know how much Dude, stuff you use your arm me. for? <laughs> you better look, waist <laughs> down. You go waist up. Man, that is flags. I'm dude. You know I got a bad injury. Like fighting. <laughs> man, it's like how in the world are y'all even on the field with a, with a yeah. shoulder injury? I'm like, it's I'm nasty. not even I'm not taking it doesn't even matter. You could be on special teams. Somebody push you the wrong way and you fall the wrong. You know, it's just no. I have no look, unless I'm a hundred percent I'm not even getting on the field. Cause I'm like your career you know what I'm saying? You're going right back out. Eventually. Yeah. It's just gonna it's just a matter it's not about a matter of how, it's when <laughs> it's gonna happen. So, yeah. Well but to to your point I, I wanted to say, at 0-10-1, I ain't rushing back. You know, I'm just, Well, he's probably not, but they might want to have him back just to make sure that they... I don't know. Hey. Looking around like, dude, I ain't got nobody to protect. <laughs> All Man, right. I'm not coming back, but moving on. Uh, Raiders <laughs> tight end Darren Waller. For some reason, his injury wasn't actually listed. I know he is injured, though, because he got taken out of the game. Yeah, um, and they just kept showing him yeah. the whole game. But they never just, said what his bike is, injury was. He had the Jay Cutler injury. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. I don't know on. what it has to do with the <laughs> exercise bike, and you can't tell what the injury is. And then It, 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 it ended up being Jay Cutler's thumb. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I have no idea what his injury is. It, it, it can't be his legs. His legs I are asked, fine. <laughs> I, I went, and I even I went on PFF. I went on uh, ESPN. Both of them were like, Darren Waller injured. You know what I think it is? I think it has something to do with you can't stand for a long time. That's the only thing I can get out of that. Because, you, you know, I'm like, what what else injury do you? I'm watching you on the bike. You look fine. You walk and you pace enough. I mean, he took his pads off and everything. He was in sweats. At one point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was just like they just kept going back to him. Like, okay, is he out or is he out? Like, uh, He was definitely out when I, when I saw him. Like, the, I the, like, the way that they kept giving him airplay was if, if well, we're not really sure what's going on with him. What are you talking about? Look at him. <laughs> one minute he had his uniform. Next minute he doesn't have a helmet. Next minute he's sitting on the bike. No Next pads. minute he's pacing. Next minute he has no pads. Next minute he's in street clothes. I didn't even get to the street clothes part. Yeah. I was already done with the game at this point. I, I just I wasn't even paying attention anymore. I'm just shocked that you even told me. I'm like, he actually changed and came back out? Yeah, he I, the second half he was in street clothes like he was like, he was done for the day for, clearly. Oh, man, I'm gonna figure out what happened to Darren Wallace. Uh, you go ahead talking. and look. I'll go through some of these other ones, and we'll talk about yeah, one go, coming up go. here. <laughs> uh, Dallas running back uh, Ezekiel Elliott has the the long standing knee injury. Also, I, I would say it's his leg because he also has that ankle injury too. So we'll see how how that all plays out. Uh, Philadelphia running back uh, Miles Sanders, he has an ankle injury, and that really hampered uh, Philly in that game. Um, has he ever been really healthy this year? Yeah. I'm I, serious. I'm not asking a real know. question. Like, <laughs> uh, I think he, like he's I, always hurt. I'm just – I never remember him actually being healthy. Like, 
I heard he's like, okay, they're gonna go with him this one particular yeah. week at some point. I think I he was healthy the when he did come back initially, but mm-hmm. he immediately because he immediately went out again after that. So I, I think he he's been off and on. I think he's got the the Christian McCaffrey injury, which we'll get to that in a second here with uh, Carolina running back Christian McCaffrey. His ankle injury has put him back on IR, and now his season is over. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> You now, did say it when he I'm came back. Go, you like said he was going to come back. <laughs> like I said now. I'm not going to go my like I said soapbox. Yeah. I'm personally, just through evaluating, just come to find, from what I was seeing from my eye test, from me personally, I was just, I had the serious suspicion that this Christian McCaffrey has been utilized so much that he has now gone into this injury prone phase. Hmm. Where I don't think he's really going to recover from it with this type of volume that they give, they have to utilize him differently, which was part of why I was so excited for the Cam Newton thing because I'm like, okay, now you have somebody to help alleviate all of this, and yeah. now Cam Newton y'all has to did retire all of, with ben. y'all did everything opposite of all of this, <laughs> and, and now he's out. Cam's still there, but y'all are now down another weapon. Hey, whoever, if you drop Chuba Hubbard, go pick him right back up. I couldn't cause... even find him in the, in the in the fantasy thing. Like he wasn't <laughs> even the next man up. They had somebody else play last week. Um, oh, I don't. I have to go back to the box score. It was Chuba Hubbard didn't even play. Yeah, I don't know if he was a healthy scratch. He was just inactive for the game or whatever the case. But he's yeah. definitely going to be back with. Yeah, too now with Coach McCaffrey going down. <laughs> so I don't uh. understand why this guy didn't have work in the. I... Eh. Look, Matt Rule is your guy. I'm just. Some of the things I do not agree with. <laughs> I just don't agree with what's going on over there. I do like the Cam Newton thing, but we'll see how it all plays out. But, I I still think Matt Rule, if he can, is I want to give him another year to continue building this team to see how that plays out because he he's he's gotten this team from obscurity. No, that's now back to a comparable look, looking. Look, if you made, I'm gonna give him this. If he can make um, <laughs> Sam Darnold look the way he did for them first three, yeah. Years. Okay, you got my attention. I'm just, I, you know, now the rest of that, that's all Sam Darnold. And that's like, that's the guy already, mm, yeah, I was kind of already yeah. iffy anyway. But well, they got to deal with him for another year because they, they had to pick up his fifth year option uh, to make that trade even and that's somewhat fine. comparable. And, and maybe that's what he, maybe he only needs another year. Signing. I don't know. If, you know, it was a trade. Um, But yes, but, um, and very quickly, Darren Waller had a knee injury. The knee, okay. Which, okay. Why were you on the bike then? Uh, whatever. Moving on. Um, well, Jacksonville tight end Dan Arnold, he did have a knee injury that was listed. Um, and I think his season is over. Not you, sure. I mean, at 2-9 it should be. Let, let me see. They said he's out, <laughs> I think, four to six weeks. You're done season for the season, yeah. It, what, what, are we, what are we rushing you back for? for Why would you come back in week 17? <laughs> Paycheck, uh, I guess. No, you're still you, getting yeah, it anyway. You all contacts are just uh, everything except for injury. Like they can't take the money away for injuries. Okay, <laughs> so he's gonna get that check. All right, I, that was been my well, that was my answer. <laughs> uh, New York know. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. Uh, apparently, that PCL injury is not over. Uh, so his knee is still all unstructurally sound. Uh, so. Whether he's going to be playing again next week or or not, what well, doesn't matter. White Mike will be back from COVID next <laughs> okay. week. Okay, gotcha. so sure they ain't gonna try out Joe Flacco. Uh, 
You can put they can roll them out there if they want. White White Mike would be playing before the end of that game though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe right. Flacco. Pittsburgh tight end Pat Fryermuth, uh rookie sensation, has a concussion now. Uh, Denver quarterback t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, undisclosed leg injury. Um, what does that mean? I, I don't know. They, they, it literally <laughs> was listed as leg. I was like, okay, is it his knee? Is it his hip? Is it is it his thigh? ACL, like PCL, anything? What, what, what is it his ankle? Is it his toe? Calf, <laughs> like, they just, it literally just said leg. I was like, wow. They literally have no information on this. <laughs> could, you get, could you be any more general? <laughs> uh, and they didn't even tell me which leg it was. It was just leg. Wow. <laughs> Wow, just third uh, leg. <laughs> so the running back, Dalvin Cook, uh, I mentioned it earlier, shoulder dislocation. Uh, L.A. Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, he has a back injury, uh, and now he also has an elbow and an ankle injury. This dude is all all the way beat up. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They didn't need to fix that offensive line then because he is getting hit way too much. Um oh. And then to round things out, uh, Green Bay wide receiver Randall Cobb and San Francisco wide receiver Debo Samuel both are out. Not out, but both are dealing with groin injuries. Randall Cobb got it? Oh, my God. Yeah, every, it was not a good week for – if you were – had been a star or are a star today, <laughs> you you got injured last week. And one that was at the end of your list? Yeah, that's the end of my list. And, I, and not to forget about A.J. Brown placed on the IR. Oh, did he get placed uh, yeah. finally on the IR? Starting – Starting Sunday. Gotcha. And he has a chest, rib, and hand injuries that he's Ooh, dealing Jesus. with. Jesus. Oh, and just to throw this one in here, it's not really an injury. Uh, TJ Watt gets placed on the COVID reserve list today. So Anything gets else worse. can go wrong in <laughs> Pittsburgh. My gosh. Um, let, let's talk about some headlines because there is some interesting stuff that happened in just the world of football this week. Okay. Um, so let's start with the lesser stuff. Um. For one, uh, to start it out with the NFL, Dallas head coach Mike McCarthy is also on the COVID-19 um, list, and Dan Quinn will now step in, and he is taking back over his head coaching duties. Wow. So we'll see Dan Quinn as a head coach uh, on Thursday uh, this week. Um, another thing, Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers, he opts to not take surgery this weekend, uh, or sorry, this week as he is on bye. So he's just going to be dealing with this toe injury for the rest of the season. Um, now, um, this is really like a non-story, but it does kind of dip its toe into what I think is going to happen this mm-hmm. offseason. Um, Pete Carroll had some interesting stuff to say after the uh, after the game on, on Monday. Do tell. So, Russ obviously did not have his best career game uh, by any means, um, and, and they clearly did not get the win. Um, and Pete Carroll responds to a question saying, um, starting out with his first initial words out of his mouth were, he's got to do better. And he tried to sugarcoat it after the fact and say, well, we got to do better. But he comes out and just basically just calls out Russell Wilson for having a bad game. Russ, <laughs> I hope you and your agent has met up at some point by now and had a conversation about your future and about what you're really going to do for the rest of your career because it cannot <laughs> have Seattle in its trajectory anywhere. Cause <laughs> come oh on. Oh, my God. This league, Pete Carroll, I, this season come couldn't on. end fast enough for Russell Wilson. I'm like, dude, I would be on you the You cannot 
he Did like he really just throw his his quarterback under the bus. Yeah, I he when I, and uh, granted, I read this comment. I did not watch the press conference, so I do I do not know in what context this was How this was answered. But you. I don't care because at the end of the day, the first words out of your mouth are "He's got to do better." After you have a to me a Hall of Fame quarterback already. You know that sound like that sound like a coach who about to lose his job. <laughs> You know, you're he's already, not. He you know, runs the damn organization. I know you can't. He doesn't that. have a boss. So you're telling me that this man ain't gonna leave until he registered that down. Is that what you're saying? That's that's what he really believes uh, gonna he happen. He owns Seattle right now. All right, let Russell Wilson get out of there. I'm gonna see if he can still own Seattle and no higher ups or nobody's gonna just let him just stay there. I, I just I think this is the beginning of the end for him. I, I think these are the beginning stages. Just remember this conversation like some of the other ones and I'll get back on my I told you so box. I just, <laughs> what? Seven I years down the line? When, when they're just like, all right, well, we're no, just I'm looking just, for I'm a coaching about, change. I'm saying I want to see how the offseason plays out. And then I want to see yeah. what, they're, what the organization is saying. I'm not saying he's, he should be gone. Because well, the organization I, does not come out and say many no, things. It, it's we, all fed through Pete Carroll. And I said, we went through this five, six weeks ago. Yeah. And I just kept saying, like, this guy should be on the hot seat. I don't understand why he's not. It's because he doesn't have a boss. It's because, again, it's an ownership group. There is no owner in Seattle. And he is the GM. Basically, he's there is a president over there, but the president has less power than him as a GM and coach. We need to go back to the NFL realignment conversation. (laughs) We need to change Seattle as a franchise and brand new (laughs) franchise. Seattle's done. You know, like, um, because, you know. Sell y'all need to just sell that to an owner and then sell it to the team moves off somewhere else. See, I don't need a football team. They need a basketball team. They don't need a football team. I'm just throwing it out there. My two cents. Moving on. God Lord. All right. I am so done with Pete Carroll. You already know this. Yeah. How dare him? Uh, one more thing before we get to the most interesting stuff that happened uh this last week. Which is funny because the most interesting stuff that happened in football didn't happen in the NFL. Uh but NFL ended up suspending Dallas defensive tackle Tristan Hill two games for punching uh, uh, somebody. I don't even know who he punched after the Thanksgiving game. So Okay, complete news. We never heard this in nowhere. Go yeah, ahead. no, it was – I, I literally stumbled across it today. You know, the, the stands or something? No, it was in the middle of the field. I just – at the end of the game, I didn't watch – like, I turned – I immediately flipped the game off, and I went over to, to NBC because I wanted to watch the, the – Buffalo Bills game. Mm-hmm. So the second that that field goal went through, I turned the game off. And so I didn't know any of this had happened. And NBC said nothing about this. Uh, some skirmish that breaks out at the end of the game. And he, I went in and I actually saw what happened. He absolutely clocked whoever he got. I know what happened. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. Family time. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. They, what are you doing? <laughs> this is what... Come on now. You telling me that you you all these wholesome American families don't be having that annual Thanksgiving argument with your family? Well, yes. <laughs> but that and feuding here. It but is. for me, like oh, if I'm a football player at this point, like I'm like, all right, screw it. Let me get home so I can go get dinner. Cause I, all I'm thinking about is th- the the holiday itself. That's not hand. not about Let's relax. Yeah. Let's you know. chill out. It was a tough game. We we lost in heartbreaking fashion. Really Let me just get out of here. here. I don't even want to shake your hand. No. Let me just walk to the locker room and Long go. Long week. He you just know. was like, nah, I've got fight on my mind. I'm going to beat somebody today. <laughs> <laughs> 
He won the fight. Uh, he just well now he's missing two game jacks. So he learned. <laughs> he went home a winner, <laughs> one way or the other. Man, uh, oh. well that I thought it was it, not that it was a funny story, but it just it it it's humorous. Um, on things get wow. On Thanksgiving, <laughs> like what uh, better time than now. <laughs> now to get to the interesting, juicy stuff. Um, the NCAA had something to say about football this week. They were like, let's just drop all the news. Everybody is moving. And the two biggest names are, let's start with Brian Kelly, because this one I think is super egregious. Notre Dame is in contention for not only a bowl game, they're in contention for to possibly still try to make it into the, to the New Year's Six. Really? Yeah, Notre Dame is in the fight here. They're in the hunt. And Brian Kelly just says, hey, deuces, going to LSU. I get that. I just don't <laughs> understand how they – well, moving on. I was just going to talk about Notre Dame. This is not even about them. So Brian Kelly went where? LSU. Uh, Ed Orgeron, uh, he ended up um, – he's he. some agreement happened in at the beginning of the year that he was just – I'm done after this year with LSU. He loves it, and they love him. So I, I've, it was the weirdest thing that he is now leaving LSU. Uh, he is he bleeds LSU in Louisiana, but story come out a couple years from now. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear something, but something. but it's, just, it's but it's so cordial between mm-hmm. the two. So I'm I'm very confused by that whole situation. Hmm. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but Brian Kelly, Notre Dame head coach, just is like, well head coaching vacancy let me go ahead and just skip hop skip it a jump uh, on, on my way down to louisiana and just i think he's introductory press conferences tomorrow and i'm like okay well but notre dame they you guys are you're top 10 right now what is going on you ain't got that but i which is confuses the hell out of me is because they're not a part of any damn division though so Conference. i don't even know how you rank them well, no, they. Uh, I think they are a part of the ACC right now, uh, because they basketball. I think football now. No, because of uh, COVID, they chose. They they would have to choose uh, a conference to be a part of to even get on a schedule, because yeah. there with a team that doesn't have a, a a conference to be that they're a part of, there was no way to make schedules. Y'all, y'all hearing this? South Bend, Indiana, <laughs> is in the Atlantic, <laughs> the Atlantic Conference. Yes. Yeah, uh, nothing Atlantic about Indiana. No, uh, so but that is what <laughs> yeah, I got that's where they are. Uh, I, I think I thing. think they might have pulled nothing. out after last year, but I I believe that they are still Going in the ACC for year, right now. I've been so confused yeah. about how they even not not that they always in contention because they're not, but it's like every six to eight seasons or so they're like there. I'm like, how? I don't understand how they qualify that team. But, I, I don't know. I, I really I don't understand, but it, it's fine. But it, it's with that what being the NCAA said, is. if you're looking for prestigious job security in, in, oh, in God, collegiate yes. co- football coaching and a pristine history, you it's don't get any better than Notre <laughs> Dame. I'm like that is, that's just where it's at. Yeah, that so, is true. Um, for LSU, I I guess that must be a hell of a package they must have offered. Well, guy. he did get a like a three year. Uh, I think he got a ten year, ninety five million dollar deal. Got that bag. <laughs> yeah. So he. Hey, that's what it come down to. Got that bag. <laughs> like you know what, Notre Dame, deuces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> ten um, of them. But it's just, it it just baffles me that you do it at, at like at this time, like because I get it where where Oklahoma is, and we'll get to Oklahoma in a okay. second. Okay. Um. But yeah. I, I, I sent you a text. 
Yeah, no, I no, I, I saw it before that I'm when sure you said it. I was just like, hey, I, hey, I'm just trying to get ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to let you know I'm on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it it's just Brian Kelly is now Notre Dame. I think is going to be in shambles. I don't think they're going to make a New Year's Six game now, and I don't think. So he left now. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he's not even. I'm, it's I, not over. There's still thought, a game. I thought, I'm thinking like he, okay, they're like in this. It's like an extension. He still has one game left on the season, and he and they still like, have. Look, it's just a pro. You know, they still like, have a bowl game. That's what I'm getting. I'm thinking like you know, I'm hearing this like formality of no. Okay, he just he's has to sign gone. the season. He's over. not the head coach of Notre Dame anymore. He left y'all high and dry. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, he took that bag and ran. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's insane. Like, how but much? <laughs> he basically, Lincoln Riley did the same thing. And I Lincoln Riley's is a little bit more egregious because literally the day before, he has a press conference where he's saying, I'm not taking the LSU job. Uh-huh. And But that's all he said. So he technically did not lie. Yeah, I'm not uh, taking the LSU job. I never said I was going to LSU. But now, uh, Lincoln Riley, head coach of Oklahoma, uh, should be head coach of the Chicago Bears, um, is huh. now uh, taking the coveted USC head coaching job. $110 million. Grabbing that back. <laughs> no, that's just the start. Oh, okay. USC also bought him a $6 million home. Why? He has $110 million. Because they also bought out both of his Norman, Oklahoma homes for 500000 over asking price. Okay. Is this, does this even qualify <laughs> as betrayal or? It's like, how do you turn who, that down? Exactly. Like, who would not? <laughs> I mean, I'm Coach K at Duke. I'm out. You know, seriously. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> Calipari in Kentucky, I'm out. I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying. Nick Saban, I'm out. Out like I'm, I, Alabama ain't my first team, first school I've been at. I ain't gonna be my last. I'm out of here. You, you, you know, like, are you serious? Any any NFL coach? Hey, look at this is what's going on over here at USC. I would have said Pete Carroll, who came from. Yeah, there. I'm out. I'm just I, it, there can't be a better deal on the table. Absolutely not. And but I, this is where I'm like. This is why Lincoln and I think Lincoln Riley is the second best head coach in college football right now, okay. outside of Nick Saban, who's got that unlocked. Nick Saban is the greatest co- head co- football He's coach. Greatest in- coach, he just has the greatest program. Well, but, I, I remember but him. That's in LSU. that's the difference between NFL, though. And I, that's the difference between the NFL and in the in the NCAA though. It's true. You, it as the head coach, you are the program. You build that program. So. I kind of think that they're one and the same. Yeah, well, when you get him, see. But you are getting the top recruits, and I get all what you're saying. Yeah. It's it's basically a like feeder system. All of it. Yeah. Man. I get what you're saying. Okay. But, I, I'm just... but I still think he, you still got to coach no, 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 those no, no. guys up, I and, and you're still in the it's SEC. It's take away. It's just yeah. kind of like, is it really like 100%? But he, he did have to change around what Alabama was when he got there. Let, let's true. not get, get it to it. Alabama was horrible before Nick Saban was there. So what Bear Bryant? That doesn't matter who it was. It was bad. <laughs> no Bear Bryant was. I, I didn't know the name. Oh, it's way back. Way back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, gotcha. Lincoln Riley to me is the second okay. best head coach, and I think that this just proved it to me that USC was just like, you know what? Screw it. We're going after the guy to go get. 
and overspent. Yeah. My lord. USC's got the money. Let's not. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Let's not get it twisted here. Nothing but money. Good lord. Man, we're just trying to get rid of some of this stuff. And you need to make hey, space. take it. I mean, they they literally just bought two homes for five hundred thousand, for over five hundred thousand dollars when what they were worth. Well, Lincoln Riley, that is called a win, baby. So I was like, I because initially when I saw you went to USC, I was like, God, you really didn't want to wait to see if you could get a, a, a NFL job. You know, he was going to get offers from the NFL. I get that, but you understand. Though, but then when I saw the, the contract, security, and I was like, like, "Okay, there's no way any NFL team could even compete with that offer." And what was how many years on this contract? I don't even know. I, I just know it's. That. I know it totals 110 million dollars, and he got a six million dollar. I'm gonna say whatever that number is. That is the minimum years he's gonna be there because <laughs> it, it, it. Just I'm just saying it's dude. unless he somebody else buys him out. I'm gonna say because like, I think you, USC also had to buy out the rest of his contract at Oklahoma. Got deep pockets. <laughs> Good Lord. Man, I'm like, y'all want to pay for Oklahoma's new coach, too? Why y'all let it? <laughs> yeah, might, might as well. Just just, just for your troubles. Just going to take them off your hands, you know? Which brings me to my next point, and let's wrap this back into yep. NFL talk. Yep. Cliff Kingsbury now is connected to the new Oklahoma job because now there's a vacancy. Arizona's coach, right? Arizona's head coach. Okay. Arizona Cardinals, by the way, okay. not Arizona University. First place, <laughs> our first place in the league right first now. First in all of the NFL. All the NFL, and you. Are he does about this is the greatest. No, he. Life. I will say he, he did have a press conference today and to to try to tell people, hey, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about coaching changes mm-hmm. at all right now. I'm solely focused on Arizona and getting us to the playoffs and winning playoff games. He did come out and say that, so I don't want to try to make it like it's still a mysterious up in the air type of thing. He was initially when it came out that Lincoln Riley is gone from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Who's next. Then the very first name that came up was Cliff Kingsbury, which I thought wow. was hilarious. Why would, who would <laughs> start? You know, like who, who, who started this? You well, know? if he's going to get a contract <laughs> offer, like, like Brian Kelly just got a nine, 10 year, 95 million or yeah, $95 million deal. Like, Oh, well, sorry. NFL's a little bit too like uh, the job security down in the NCAA is just on lock. Like you, you don't have to worry about it. You are taken care of for the next ten years. That is true. <clears throat> I mean, I, I man, damn, they they went right to the top. Like, <laughs> dude, I mean, they coaches spend their whole careers. In the You're NFL telling, trying to and, be and if Cliff Kingsbury go, Cliff Kingsbury goes. If it does happen, I think that opens up the door for now the NCAA to start poaching coaches from the nfl because usually it's the nfl coming in like oh well, let's pluck this guy out of the ncaa let's go get this guy out of the sec here let's get this big 10 coach over here um and, and most of the time they don't even have to be head coaches they'll just come in and be coordinators in the nfl because it's so coveted to be in the nfl yeah. but if now the ncaa is like well let me take this guy out of the nfc west and let me take this guy out of the like if they start doing that where is this gonna go where it's just like all right well there's just so much more job security. It's so much less stressful. I get to control everything over here. I don't have to listen to this jackleg upstairs make dumbass decision after dumbass decision and have to just deal with it. Mm-hmm. I get to just build my own team. Oh, cool. Let's hey, let's ride. Like, mm-hmm. like, like. Where, where is the, where is the negative here? It was like, well, it's the NCAA. All right, I'm on Again, national TV every week. Negative? Like, okay, cool. It's just one of those things. I was like, 
that if that does happen, I think that that does open the door for now the NCAA to start poaching NFL coaches. Hey, and maybe that hey maybe that it, it actually helps the NFL because you start looking at more candidates than they supposed mm-hmm. to be anyway. Yeah. More, you know your Eric B enemies and so on, yeah. so on and so forth. But who knows? They might get plucked and end up. Who was in Oklahoma? You know, yeah. Eric B enemy is the new Oklahoma. Who is the new Notre Dame coach? <laughs> right, new Notre Dame coach is you know who loves to run. Yeah. Well, uh, and now Which, moving on. And if we want to keep talking about head coaches and and vacancies and things changing around. We can take it to the NFL uh, and start talking about now Chicago is connected to be trying to go after Ryan Day, which I don't really like. Uh, Ohio State head coach, uh, Justin mm-hmm. Fields, old head coach. Um, sorry, that one. I If you're going to go after a guy, in, like I said, if there's any guy that you're going to go after in the NCAA, Lincoln Riley, that's the only guy that I would want. He's the only guy mm-hmm. that I think actually can translate. Granted. Nick Saban, I think now, if he wanted to, he could definitely. But Nick Saban is going to be a college coach for the rest of his life. I don't think he's ever coming back to the NFL. No. Um, on top of that, may Ryan Day possibly could put together an offensive game plan for the pros, and it could possibly work. But I don't think solely focusing on just this one player – Obviously, Justin Fields still is raw and needs to develop, mm-hmm. but just fixing him is not the 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 only thing that we need. We need a head coach that can also fix this defense. We need a head coach that can really truly get David Montgomery going in, in the in the run game here. That can truly scheme some of our fantastic weapons on offense to get open. So there's a lot of things that need to happen there, and I don't know if Ryan Day has that. And I think Lincoln Riley was the only head coach in the NCAA that does. Now, when we when it comes to NFL offensive coordinators that might be looking to go around, I know we talked about Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. but I also had a thought of what about Ryan Dable, hmm. Buffalo OC? Could work. Definitely, if nothing else, it would upgrade. You're talking about Chicago, right? Yeah, Chicago it specifically. Would, it yeah. This is really the outside of who else is getting fired right now. Uh, we're really thinking about it. Matt Nagy's gone. I, I feel like that's that's a given. He is the the going to be the first firing once the the regular season wraps here. Um, any other candidates possibly? I don't know if anybody else is going to get fired. <laughs> no judge, maybe. New York. I think they kind of scapegoated. I uh, said maybe. Yeah. But the, outside of that, because Raiders already don't have one. No, oh, yeah, I guess the, there's a Raiders opening right now. Raiders so. opening. Urban Meyer's coming back for now. Um, what about the Texans, coach? You don't think Urban Meyer might go to Notre Dame? I'm not saying no, but. I'm just. I know you don't believe anything he says. I just. I don't believe I just, a damn thing that comes out of this man's mouth. <laughs> I think he's coming back next year. Personally, that's just me. But I don't have. I just don't. I don't see any reason why he'll jump in one year and like, oh, I see too much, and I'm out of here. I, the Notre Dame job. Does he want to? Does he want to coach Notre Dame? I mean, I don't know. I think Urban Meyer likes the South. That's all I'm getting. Uh, well, fair. I do. I respect. I mean, but he spent so much time at Ohio State. I, I think he could. He could. He true. could get over it and go to go he to Indiana. Look too great. He looked okay. You know. Yeah. 
I mean, he I got it. He, he got I, a chip. <laughs> at this point, it's a, I would say, look, it's probably fair to say that could be 50-50. You know, but I think I'm still leaning toward he stays another year, but until he gets fired. Until I hear anything from Notre Dame saying that they're not going after Urban Meyer. <laughs> right. Until I hear that, I'm I'm going to hold out hope that Urban Meyer leaves to go to go to, go to Notre uh, Dame. Possibly Houston's coach, but they just got just got him. Yeah, yeah. They did just bring him in. And they don't look horrible. I mean, yeah, they're two and nine, but it's and with good reason. They don't have anybody. Yeah, it's not one of those. Oh, y'all just horribly bad. I'm like, I mean, they've looked actually pretty good in a lot of their losses. I mean, they have a couple of blowout like, oh god, that we were just overmatched. But they've got a couple that are like, well, damn, they could really could have pulled that game out. I dare say Mike Tomlin. You think Mike Tomlin's gonna get fired? No, no, oh no, my I was, god! Do I, I was gonna say. Do I dare you say Mike Tomlin? <laughs> See, Mike Tomlin would be on the hot seat. I mean, if he was any other any other franchise doing what he's doing. He's in Pittsburgh. He's if there's ever because it's not place, him. It's, it's say, been ever a place of job security for coaches in the NFL. Yeah, it is Pittsburgh. Yeah, dude, you got to. What do they have? Like four head 15, coaches in their history? Ever? <laughs> Jesus, like Christ. dude, you got a minimum fifteen years here. <laughs> Just can show up and do your job. Did you go out? No, that's fine. Oh, okay, but yeah, um, but no, I don't see any other jobs. Because everybody just got there. Yeah, know, so. that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Matt Nagy's going to get fired, and it's going to be Raiders and, and the Bears looking for head coaches. I really don't know who – like, Mike Zimmer might get fired, but he, they've looked so much better after those after that first month that it's like, all right, maybe they might keep him around for another year. I would – if, if, if I'm uh, the owner of Minnesota, I would be firing Mike Zimmer just off of, okay, we've tried this for so long now. Yeah. We need to change it up. Sorry, but it's just not working. But Philadelphia's head coach. Uh, he, he just got there. I thought so. I don't even remember his name. I Me just, neither. I, I'm struggling here, but they. I mean, I was just saying they. He just have something would extremely have to go south in the next month or so for that to happen. So as you, to your point, no, there's not a lot of jobs that's going to be there. Coordinator positions, perhaps, but not a lot of head coach jobs. At least not just yet. I think next year is gonna start to open that back up yeah. that window after next year. Yeah, if Joe Judge doesn't get fired, which I I don't have any faith that New York will do the right thing, and and well, I don't even know if that is doing the right thing. It's just it's just so up just in the air. About he them. would be the obvious candidate. Yeah. His next in line, but if they keep him, great. I mean, because if anything, even on bad teams, they do need continuity. Yeah, in some cases, like dude, he's you got to get his man time. You know, and I'm like, hell, when you're starting out with a Daniel Jones, get what you get. You know, it's yeah. like, get a man two more years to correct that and then see where you're at, you know. But we'll uh, see. So when it comes down to really right now, it's just Raiders and Chicago. So um, I would I would suspect Chicago's still going to go after an offensive head coach. Um, and so. But I like what you were saying with the OC, which, you know, when, if the Bears needed anything else, they need an air attack. Like aggressive. You need to know. You need field. to figure out how to fix the pass game. Um, and yes, that with that, that it's kind of funny because that when when it comes to my love for having Lincoln Riley come to Chicago, it's because they he runs the ball so well. And but they, it's not that they just run the ball well. They know how to make a run game that can have the pass game be built off of that. That's the difference between Lincoln Riley and a lot of other head coaches, where it's just like. 
all right, well, we can just run, 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 run. We can just, we can try to just death by a thousand runs you. Right. No, he actually, let's run scheme, get, get that involved, and then we can build a pass game off of that. That's the difference. And that's why I really like him. And I, USC might be next couple of years, might be a team that's going to be in the hunt for getting into the playoff. Um, but now, if you're just looking at NFL head coach, because I, I don't think another uh, college football coach will be able to come to the NFL and have that type of success. So I would want to see a Ryan Dable, Ryan Dable uh, or a Eric Bieniemy. Those are the two guys for Chicago. When it comes to the Raiders, I could see them going anywhere. I could see them going defensive if they really wanted to. They do have a really nice defense. I was going to say it. Probably be working in their favor to go yeah. with a defensive minded coach. I mean, offensively, they always had offensive weapons historically. Yeah. You know, whether they're, you know, household names or not, they just, they they have, they, they know how to go out and scout talent and athletes and, and put out at least a decent product offensively. But yeah, if they can ground, you know, anchor that, that team on, on, from a defensive standpoint, that is what it's going to take for them to be able to compete in the AFC anyway. It, it, just yeah. trying to outscore them, you ain't going to be like, well, okay, we're going to go against Kansas City. You can't sit there and rely on scoring 48 points to try to outscore them, you know, type of thing. You got to be able to stop these teams. That might, shoot, they might not even have a choice. They might, <laughs> the best candidates might be defensive coaches. I was going to say, I think Matt Eberflus. Uh, the defensive coordinator in Indianapolis right now. Mm. He would be one of my top choices if you're going to go defense. Yeah, can't, can't argue that one. <laughs> That's not a bad, not a bad, not a bad choice. I mean, I, I feel like he deserves that. I mean, you could still try out poaching Vic Vangio, but he already has a head coaching job. I don't know if he's going to, leave one head coaching job for another, maybe if you give him a better situation. But I, I don't know if the Raiders give him a better situation than the Broncos right now. Right. So it's kind of up in the air at that point. Uh, so hmm. uh, I I just really don't know which way they would even go. I, I know the way Chicago should go. I know what I've been pounding the desk for, for them to do. Um, clearly not going to happen with my first choice, but they, they do have a couple of choices left now. Uh, but if they go this Ryan Day route, I, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Hmm. I get the appeal. I understand what you're trying to do. But come on. Let's be serious here. Let's 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 do the right thing. <laughs> let's fix the offense as a whole and let Justin Fields develop naturally. Let's not try to recreate his college football magic. He, this isn't college football anymore. Well, I'm putting in my bid. <clears throat> and I'm going for and my 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 choice is Eric Bieniemy. Get to the Bears. Former running backs coach. Yeah. And I'm I'm like if nothing else, you got a slew of running backs to work with here. I don't know. I, that's just me. I and like it. He would. Ain't saying he's the greatest I, choice. I just think he's. A, I just think he'll be a nice fit. I I would not. I'm not going to be mad. I'll actually be elated if we get uh Eric Bieniemy over here in Chicago. Uh, I think my first choice would be Dable. Just because getting the air attack working, and I do believe that Dable does have some sort of a uh, run game package mm-hmm. that that they have. It's just like you said, it's the 
it's the personnel that they have over in Buffalo that's the issue, not not his scheme. Right. So I think with a top five rusher when he's healthy in David Montgomery and a up and coming stud in Khalil Herbert and a gadget guy in Tariq Cohen could definitely benefit from a day bowl system right now. Yeah. So. Okay. Nah, I'm, I'm I'm open to that. That's that. I really didn't have too much more to say. We just kind of got into a discussion there. It's not really even a, no, about the headlines. So. Hey, very interesting conversation you brought up, though. Well, one more interesting thing is to look at the standings right now and where teams are and what teams are still in it. What teams mathematically still have a chance is one thing, but teams that actually could get into the playoffs is another. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's start over with the AFC because I think that's the most interesting. Um, And it leads off with an eight and three Baltimore Ravens team in in first place. Um, New England is number two, as you said earlier, eight and four right now uh, as they just beat Tennessee to, to overtake them. Um, And Tennessee is at three at eight and four Kansas city. Is now at four, seven and four, uh, coming off of a bye going into this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, wild card teams: Cincinnati, seven and four. I love saying that. Buffalo, seven and four. Uh, they are they fall behind uh, New England uh, at this point right now, and the Chargers rounded out at six and five. The first two out right now are Vegas and Denver, both at six and five, and Indianapolis is at six and six. Hmm. I, if there's one team that I think won't make it, I think it's the Chargers. You say Indianapolis is at? They're at 13. Uh, 10, 10, 10. Indianapolis is at 10. So that puts Cleveland at 11? I think so. I think Indianapolis somehow has a tiebreaker. With okay, them. go ahead. Um, so, but if I'm going to take one team out and put one team in, I'm putting in Indy, and I'm taking out the Chargers. Hmm. Yeah, I could see the Chargers dropping a couple of more games, and I could see Indy grabbing a couple of these, especially with that two-game stretch that we were talking about that they have coming up. Uh, Arizona is one of them. I forget who the other one is. Uh, those are their toughest matchups. Hey, I get yeah. They grab one of those, and then they win the rest of the other ones that are supposed to be cupcake matchups. There's what eleven in. Seven, what, what I don't even know what the eleven and six. Yeah, I could see them ending up the season eleven and six. They run off their last five. They could. It's very, it's very likely. So it's it can happen. Um, no, that makes I have no argument there. I'm like, I can see the Chargers falling off because, like I said, I think they have they have middle of the road team. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think they got a lot of accolades into how they finished last year, but. That doesn't necessarily carry over for me as a fan, yeah. Per se, when I kind of evaluate teams and stuff, I'm like, I understand that. That was last year, you know. Not to say that they was going to come out and be poor, and I understand that they all they they corrected the offensive line. You bring back Justin Herbert for a second full season, off season, all that great stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, my God, you know, like before last year and before Tyrod Taylor's unfortunate poking. And his, you know, and his poke, that man was stabbed. <laughs> the, the, the shanking of his <laughs> medical staff, you know, they wasn't, it wasn't chosen to do anything, you know, which I wasn't saying that they were, they were bums, but you know, it's just like, 
man, you let the lab by the, from where they were last at the beginning of last season to the end. It was like light years. Like, oh, my God, they're the next Super Bowl team. Yeah. I'm like, slow down. Well, I wasn't saying they're a Super Bowl team. You didn't. Uh, I've just been, yeah. The narrative's the over narrative. on, on mainstream media. I get you. Um, I just think that, I mean, I would not be shocked if this was the final uh, the final standings and this is where we're sitting going into Wild Card Weekend. Um, but I do think Indy is going to eventually get their name back into that hat. Um, I don't see Vegas getting it all figured out in in getting getting into that last spot um i don't see denver figuring it out i think denver has gotten a couple of very fluky wins over the last couple of weeks that are just like oh the other team just did not come to play you're so not i am i'm done with denver i (laughs) denver is not impressive to me at all even in their wins they look horrible i can't argue that so i'm just like they've got a couple of fluky wins that that definitely bolster their their record as, as it is right now, but I don't see them when 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 it's crunch time. I don't see, think that they're going to win these games, um, and I do think Indy is at a point where there there is a match lit under them right now, and mm-hmm. they're ready to go. And they've been ready to go. They beat Buffalo. They were right in that game with Tampa Bay. Uh, they've got a couple of things they still need to clean up, but I. I definitely think that they're a team that's going to be tough to beat uh, down the stretch, especially they, they fought tooth and nail to get through one of the toughest starting s- schedules in all of the NFL. Exactly. And they came out six and six and now they got a bye week. Uh, not, no, they got one more game this week and then they have their bye. Correct. Yes. Yeah, week um, 14. Yeah. <clears throat> so they've got, they got their bye week coming up which is going to be a much needed break for them to get uh, as many people as healthy as possible. And then, boom, they're going to go on this stretch run that I think is going to be just absolutely it, – it's going to be a tear. And uh, if, they can, if they can hone in and lock in and stop giving away second halves, mm-hmm. that, that team is going to be one to really be reckoned with. If they don't, they don't deserve it. But if they do – if Frank Wright can get, this guy, get the, all of their guys to play first through fourth quarter all the way through, stop coming out flat in the third quarter, they can go all the way through that Indy is going to be a team that if they make it in, they're going to be one of those like, hey, don't let us in because you're going to be sorry. I wouldn't want to face them at all. I want to face them down the stretch of this, this season. It's yeah. just not, yeah, that's just not somebody you want to see on your schedule. Not at all. It, you know, <laughs> oh, God. Scary team. Scary team. All right. Um, right. Let's talk NFC quickly here. Yes. Uh, best team in the league, Arizona, uh, has the number one seed at nine and two. They would have the bye week if the season ended today. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the division winners: Green Bay, nine and three; Tampa Bay, eight and three; and Dallas at seven and four. And then wild card teams: the Rams right now at seven and four, uh, San Francisco at six and five, and Washington at five and six. Uh, the first two out are Minnesota and Atlanta, hold and I on, think the on, next team is New Orleans. Me Atlanta is not in this on the five and six. They, they Absolutely not. Leaving not. The, <laughs> Get out of here. Not leaving the Get out of here. The no, they're not. The fact that they're on the bubble. <laughs> saying a lot. There. Which is funny because New Orleans is on the bubble too. New Orleans is Hell, technically Carolina right in there. Is as well. oh, yeah, man. true. Oh, my God. This Horrible. Next couple weeks. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm but sorry. I. Your point. What I'm going to say is I will not be shocked because I don't think that there is another NFC team that I would see jumping. Minnesota would be the only team that could jump the football team and get in. 
but I would at this point the way the football team is playing, I think this could be the NFC playoff picture. Now, shuffle around, put some teams higher, put some teams lower, depending on how things shake out. But I think these could be the seven teams we see in the playoffs this, this year. Yeah, um, having Washington at seven and Minnesota right there at eight, I don't go any further than that because I can't realistically. Atlanta, no. New, New Orleans, Orleans, no. Carolina, Carolina, no. I mean, even with that, Giants. Carolina might have been able to get in there if they had Christian McCaffrey, but he's gone now. True. And for the Philadelphia, New York, and Chicago, I'm sorry. You already showed me. This, y'all not, yeah. Even if y'all get to the playoffs, y'all going to be a quick out. It, it, it would take everything. I will say, out. Chicago, if they run the table, that is one thing. But also, they do still have two games against Minnesota. Well, it should get interesting. So, that would only be the only team that I would say. And that is just me trying to give hope to Chicago. But outside of that... You want some real hope? Can you imagine if Detroit ran a table right now? They could finish could they? six, ten, and one, and get in, and get, get in. and just might just, just with a, with a lot of help. <laughs> they could Jeez. just run the table right now. They technically, mathematically, could be actually in it, which is kind of funny. They're not even actually mathematically eliminated yet, and have not had no. I don't think they would need one win. more. One more, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I was looking at it like, they can actually finish, finish 6, 10, and 1. And that 1 would mean so much to them. It would. It really would. Just the fact of saying that makes this NFL so interesting to me. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, that's that. You're winning when you're losing. Yeah. That was, I just wanted to kind of look at the playoff picture. I mean, we're about to head into the final month of the season, or I guess six weeks of the season. They got two games in, in, in January this year. Uh, it's very weird, uh, but yeah, we're going to see some really, really good football down the stretch here. Um, the season is going by way too fast, but hey, I'm enjoying every second of it, um, even with this last crap week. 